And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. The World of Myth Bits. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the World of Myth Bits podcast. I am your host, as always. Holy crap! I'm not even 15 seconds in and I'm already not being able to talk. Can't even form words or proper sentences. Sheesh! Okay, I'm fired. I, I guarantee it, I'm fired. Anyway, welcome to the World of Myth Bits podcast. I am your verbally inept host, Stephanie Barty. <laughs> Good lord. So, I was sitting on the couch downstairs. And of course, it's Sunday, so it was bad movie Sunday, but they were, they were fairly decent movies. And I was watching a new series on Netflix with my kid called Chamber. And, you know, I was talking to Dave earlier about the fact that I have to podcast because it's Sunday and I always podcast Sunday so that the podcast comes out Monday and you all get to hear me Babylon about stuff. So it's 11, it was 11 o'clock here, PM. And I get a, a few messages from Dave with um, some things he wants me to throw into the podcast and I'm like oh crap right podcast okay on it <laughs> I don't I, I I know I have to do it every Sunday it comes out every Monday and yet at some point between talking about it earlier in the day and bedtime I get this mental amnesia and I completely forget so you would think after 29 episodes. This is the 29th episode. You would think after 29 episodes, I would remember. Uh-uh. And I don't think it's going to happen. So, Dave, thank you. Appreciate the, the subtle heads up. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the 29th episode. 29. Woohoo! Okay. I got some exciting things I want to tell you guys in this episode, but uh, I'm going to drag it out just so you have to listen all the way through. I'm going to be um, announcing the first two contestants in our open contract challenge, and I'm going to be talking about some exciting things. How do they say? Coming down the pike. <laughs> some Yeah, some exciting stuff happening, and road trips being planned and yeah so settle in grab a drink grab some snacks go pee i'll wait no i won't <laughs> you should have done that before you started listening and let's do this so how are you all it's been a whole week since i babbled at you the last time and the magazine is out and the deadline is coming up in week um next week is the deadline for submissions for may's issue 
We've already gotten some submissions in. Um, I haven't responded to any of them yet because I haven't had a chance to read them. I will read... Oh, all right. You know what? I'm just... Okay. Restart. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> oh. <sighs> I'm going to be emailing everybody tomorrow that has sent a submission in to let them know that I have received their submission. I haven't approved it yet because I haven't had a chance to read it yet. So if you've sent something in, I got it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, okay. So, oh, let's see. I went to the gym today and I have been slowly raising the bar on my treadmill workout. Um, I started at, I think it was a half an hour and I'm up to a full hour now. And I started at, um, 2.5 incline percent incline and going at like two miles an hour, two and a half miles an hour. And today was the hardest one I've done yet. I doubled my incline to 4%. And I know that may not sound like a lot, but um, I have a heart condition called cardiomyopathy where the left ventricle in my heart, I got a virus about, it was about 10 years ago now. Yeah. About 10 years ago. Um, I got a pretty bad virus. It started as an abscess in my tooth and the infection got into my bloodstream and when that happens, the infection can do a number of things. You can end up with um, cardiomyopathy. It can damage your heart or other organs. Or you can end up with, oh, and I can't remember the name of it. They tap you for spinal fluid. And I know one of my listeners is going to post what it is it starts with an M. <laughs> um, anyway, I ended up with it attacking my heart and it damaged the left ventricle fairly severely where my injection fraction at diagnosis was fairly poor. And that is the amount of blood pumping in and out of your heart and how much is actually getting cleared out of your heart and not backflowing into your lungs or into your heart. Um, so for the first two years, and they actually found the diagnosis um, by accident. I was undergoing all the testing for rheumatoid arthritis and for lupus. I have lupus. And um, my doctor had pretty much ticked off almost all the boxes on the blood tests and other tests, nerve testing and on the, on the, the requisition form. And he came to ECG and, oh, what the hell? And he ticked it. Let's just do one of those and cover all the bases. And that's how they found it. <clears throat> I went for the ECG and, and the technician looked at me and he says, oh, how long have you had heart trouble? I went, do what now? <laughs> he says, oh, you don't know. Uh, no. And everything kind of snowballed fairly quickly after that because my 
injection fraction was at, um, I think it was between 15 and 25%, which is really bad. Um, and the first course of action, of course, is medication. So they got me on medication for two years after my first being first diagnosed. I wasn't even allowed to get my heart rate up over a hundred beats per minute. Do you know how hard that is to make sure your heart does not get up over a hundred beats per minute or maintains over a hundred beats per minute for any length of time? You know what that means? No long walks. I could walk from my back door about 15 steps out to the picnic table. And then I had to sit down and rest. That's all I was allowed to do. And this was coming right from my doctor. Um, stairs? Yeah. No, I was not allowed to do stairs, which made things really difficult because I have a two-story house and my bedroom is upstairs. So stairs were kind of, you know, one, two, sit, rest. I would have to plan on going to bed 15 minutes before I actually wanted to be in bed because that's how long it would take me to get up the stairs to make sure that my heart didn't get overexcited. Um, wasn't allowed to have emotions because that raises your heart rate. Had to stay calm, stress-free. Well, when you're facing possible um, LVAT, which is an artificial left ventricle that they put in, uh, battery-operated, or having a pacemaker put in and being put on the organ recipient list, um, it's hard to remain stress-free. So anyway, I have cardiomyopathy about 10 years ago. I was off work and on disability for six years, and then we got my heart to a level where I could go back to work but it had to be a stress-free environment, not a lot of heavy lifting, not a lot of real strenuous um, activity. So I have a great job now. Um, <clears throat> I've managed to keep my happy little butt out of the hospital for two years straight now. And that is a record since I've been diagnosed. Um, Normally, I'm in the hospital every four or five months. And when I go in, I'm in for a minimum of two to three weeks. And then they let me go home. The last time I was in, two years ago, they were discussing putting in a... It's a little tiny... It's a pacemaker. It's like a pacemaker. Well, it is a pacemaker and a defibrillator at the same time. And it's this, so they're a lot smaller than they used to be. And it's this little tiny, itty bitty, thin little electronic computerized device that they stick under your skin and then they put these electrodes into your heart for the defibrillator and the pacemaker part. Um, and they were looking into putting that in. Now, your injection your IF has to be below 35% before they will consider, because I have uh, AFib as well. <laughs> Yay me! Um, so they were considering me a candidate for 
this device. And I'm like, awesome. So my heart's going to be operated by something that could technically, because it has a computerized operating system, could technically be hacked. Think about that. You have this computerized device in your body that if a hacker got the right information, could find a way to hack it. Uh-huh. And it's battery operated. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, my friends and my family were calling me, um, my nickname is Lupa, and they were calling me Lupa 2.0. But luckily, when they did um, the EKG, or the ECG, I don't know, the one where they look at your heart and you get to hear it go whoosh, 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 and they check the blood flow rate and all that. I was at a 52%, 54%, I think. Yeah, so I'm still good. That was two years ago. Yay. And I haven't gone back into the hospital in two years. Now, mind you, there's been a few times when I probably should have gone, but unless I'm on the floor gasping for air and turning blue and... My heart looks like the little cartoon heart and it's pounding out of my chest. Yeah, I'm not going. No, not going. And my family knows this. So anyway, um, where I was going with all of this roundabout route is I pushed myself at the gym today. Um, I'm starting to become obsessed with the amount of calories I burn per workout and being in the 100 to 200 range just wasn't cutting it for me anymore because now I'm starting to become obsessed with the amount of calories I'm taking in to the amount of calories I'm burning. So if I eat, say, a lean cuisine at lunch and it has 339 calories in it, when I go to the gym after work, I want to burn at least that many calories or more. Um, so... I pushed it today. I doubled my incline and now I didn't, I normally now do the treadmill at three miles an hour or three and a half miles an hour, but that was at a 2.5% incline. Upping it to four, I had to drop my speed down to, it was 2.9 and my heart was working. I had it, it was the peak Beats per minute were at 154 beats per minute, which with my heart condition um, should not be sustained for any length of time. So I've had, I started getting a headache near the end of the workout and I knew, mm, yeah, I pushed it a little too far. My heart's not quite there yet. <laughs> I should maybe... Next workout, you know, either slow down a little bit or decrease the incline a little bit. Um, I think I'm going to slow it down first and see how that goes. So, because I don't want to end up in the hospital trying to get healthy. That just is just not right. Anyway, so I've had a headache all evening sitting on the couch. My feet up. Above my heart. Because <laughs> that's what my Dr. Dave told me to do. Um, watching movies and shows. And completely forgot all about podcasts. 
yeah so here we are so all right i've been yapping at you for about 15 minutes now so i am going to speak to our judges and find out who the first contestant on the open contract challenge is drum roll please i don't know that sounds like a drum roll sounds like my leg clapping to me because that's i don't have a drum so okay judges can you tell me the name of the first contestant uh-huh uh-huh oh uh-huh okay so i have the name thank you very much judges i have the name of the first contestant in the open contract challenge and the first contestant is Walter G. Esselman. Yay, Walter! Woo! Look forward to seeing more from you. Awesome. Congratulations, Walter. You are the first contestant. And I will tell you the second contestant later. So you just have to wait. So, yeah. We've got some really, really interesting things going on over here at the World of Myth. And... We have a very exciting event. It's an event coming up. Um, looking, it's going to be in 2020, looking to be in the early part of 2020, probably February. And it is called PCE. Now you may have seen some chatter on our Facebook or on our Twitter, um, about PCE. And you may have seen Dave posting about, you know, wanting to have a conversation about PCE. Now, what PCE stands for is Pop Culture Expo. So it's everything pop culture. It's comic books. It's fantasy. It's um, cosplay. It's everything our geeky little hearts could desire. And that's coming to a venue in Apple Valley, California, and very excited about it. So there's been some chatter and some planning and some arranging and some discussing about a Canadian road trip because this dog don't fly. And flights from, it's, it's bizarre. Flights we would have to take a flight within flights are expensive. That's all I'm going to say flights are expensive. Now flights are not as expensive to flying from Canada to the States flying within Canada. Good Lord. You've got to have three mortgages, two loans and a line of credit to get flights, to be able to afford flights in to go from one part of Canada to another part of Canada. It's crazy. Anyway, so me and two of my fellow world of mythers and brethren in being Canadian are planning a road trip and we're going to drive down. And according to Google, it's going to take about a day and eight hours. So between the three of us, we can pretty much drive straight through. Just throw an air mattress in the back for snoozing. Um, and off we go. Here we go. So it should be a lot of fun. Guaranteed. I will guarantee you 
there will be some fun podcasts, some fun vlogs, and probably just some fun video posted because it's going to be an adventure. I can guarantee you that it is going to be an adventure. I'm not going to tell you who my traveling companions are going to be. Not just yet. But yeah, I'm very excited about it. Um, I've always wanted to go to California. Uh, just there's, I have a bucket, <laughs> a bucket list. And like my close friend Dana and I, um, she's my best friend. She's my sister. We have what we call the musical bucket list. And we want to do all the things and go to all the places in the songs. So Tom Petty, Free Fallen, you know, on Ventura Boulevard. So we want to be on Ventura Boulevard and, you know, play that song and go, look at, we're here. What the holy hell is that? a big bug. What I hate spring. Oh, where'd he go? Sorry. Apparently there's a hole in my screen. It was warm enough now to have the window open. And I just now discovered that there's a hole in my screen. And there's a really big bug flying around my room somewhere. Okay. Anyway, back to PCE. So there's going to be um, a guest of honor, which we will announce later. We're going to give you little bits and pieces as um, we get closer to the event. And once I have more information, I will pass it on to you guys because I don't keep secrets from you. I tease you with stuff, but I don't keep secrets from you. So, yeah, we're going to have a guest of honor and um, it's going to be a really good guest of honor. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, I'm not going to tell you yet. you got to wait for that. But... Um, I think there's going to be like there'll be meet and greets and there'll be vendors and there'll be like cosplay and there'll be events going on the entire day in a variety of forms. Like there'll be workshops and stuff to do and stuff to watch and stuff to buy and stuff to see and, and you know, all of this stuff. And then um, I do believe I could be wrong. And if I am, I'll tell you next week. Um, there's going to be a dinner after and yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, there'll be a lot of world of mythers there staff that you can come out and meet and say, Hey, how you doing? And, uh, be a good time. So I'm seriously looking forward to it. I haven't been to a pop culture expo in a long time. Oh, ever, I, I don't think. Yeah, I've never been to one. I don't go to fan expo. I've never been to Anime North. Um, I missed all the supernatural conventions, sadly. But uh, I just started going to conventions three years ago. This will be my third year going. Um, and I go to Ad Astra, which is a writer's convention and it's all writing workshops and they have authors. They have several, um, guests of honor authors and things like that. And 
they do workshops and you can go and listen to how they got published and um, what they're working on, how they character build, how they world build, uh, their elevator pitch, synopsis, whatever. Um, it's really good. So stay tuned for more information on the PCE or Pop Culture Expo. Oh, that bug is in my hair! Oh, sorry, I found the bug. See, it's a good thing that I don't have to keep my heart rate down anymore because I would... The last two minutes with this stupid bug, I'd be dead. And this would no longer be a podcast. It would be an EVP. If you don't know what an EVP is, Google it. It's a paranormal thing. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Whew. How far in are we? We are 24 minutes in. Well, I don't think it's time to tell you who the second contestant is yet, so I'm just going to keep chatting for a bit. How's your week been? Finally got some sunshine today. I have noticed that my moods are linked to what it looks like outside. And up here, I don't know why it is, but up here in the spring, it tends to be cloudy and gloomy and gray more days than it is sunny. And then once we hit about mid to the end of June, all the way till the end of August, we're begging for rain. We have more sunny days than we do rainy days. And I've noticed that my moods tend to be linked to that. If it's dark and gloomy outside, and it's dark and gloomy outside every day for weeks and weeks and weeks, I tend to get dark and gloomy and grumpy, and miserable, and I don't want to do anything, and I don't want to get off the couch, and I don't want to move, and I just go to work, and I come home, and don't talk to me, go away. Um, but today we had sunshine, glorious sunshine. It was a whole 68 degrees. I know some of you, to some of you that sounds cold, but it was t-shirt and short weather and flip-flops, I'm telling you. It was gorgeous, gorgeous out there today. Just absolutely gorgeous. And because I pushed myself too hard at the gym, I couldn't get outside and do any yard work and enjoy it. So I'm hoping it's gorgeous again tomorrow because I have to work for four hours and then I'm going to come home and I think I may take a break tomorrow from the gym and do some yard work. And I want to get into spinning my poi, P-O-I, Google. It's not the... Hawaiian stuff that you eat. It's spinning balls on string. And it is actually a really good upper body workout. Um, it's not just, you know, spinning them around. You need to have a lot of control of them. And it's, you use a lot of your biceps and your, your pecs and across, you feel it across your back. Um, and depending on the moves that you do, depends on the muscles that you use. Now, when I spin my poi, I tend to do it. I don't just stand there and just spin them with my upper body. I will move my lower body to kind of make it more into a dance move 
where the bottom half of my body is corresponding with what I'm doing on the top half. So it's a whole movement. Um, it's a lot of fun. Throw my headphones on, get some good, you know, you want music with a good beat to it because you want to get a good spin going. And it's a really good upper body workout. And I haven't been able to do that since the fall because, you know, it's cold and there's snow. And no, <laughs> it's very hard to spin poi effectively in a great big thick winter jacket and mittens. It's just, no, 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 it doesn't work. And boots, because when I spin, I spin barefoot. You know, I'm, I'm out there barefoot in, you know, shorts or yoga pants and a tank top, headphones. I have learned I learned this very quickly to take my glasses off. I don't spin with my glasses on because I'm not a professional and I'm not overly good at it. So I do still hit myself and it's usually in the head. <laughs> my first set was tennis balls. Thank goodness, because they bounce. They still hurt when they hit you, but they bounce. So I'm going to do that tomorrow. Get back out there and start doing that. I enjoy it. I have light up poi, so I like to use them at night. And whenever we go on the family and siblings and friends camping, annual camping trip, they always are like, oh, bring your poi, bring your poi. And I go off into the dark and they're all sitting around the campfire and we get a little bit of music going. And um, usually one of my brother-in-law's cousins is playing guitar or something and I'll spin to the music and all the kids are just oh that's so cool I mean you can you know, it's easy to impress a five-year-old you go off in the dark and make circles with with colored balls that go in the dark it's great they think you're just you know best thing since s'mores <laughs> so yeah I'm looking forward to doing that so I gotta practice so that uh, I don't completely embarrass myself at the camping trip this year in July. Good Lord. My July is just going to be incredibly busy. I am booked three weekends in a row. The weekend of the 12th, 13th, and 14th, I'm going to be in Richmond Hill at Ad Astra. And then the weekend after that, the Saturday, the 20th, I'm going to be in Elmvale as the guest author for the Elmvale Sci-Fi Street Fair, which is very exciting for me. I'm looking forward to that. And, um, then the weekend after that is the family camping trip. And I will be getting my granddaughter, my oldest granddaughter, Lizzie, the week before the camping trip. And then we always take her to the, on the camping trip. And then I get a week's break. <laughs> and then we're taking our middle granddaughter, Charlie, for a week while Lizzie goes to New York with her other grandpa. Um, and we have a rule. We always take the grandbabies. You have to be four years old before you come to Amma's house, Amma and Papa's house, because you have to be able to sleep on your own in a bed. But my granddaughter has always slept with me. She likes to sleep in Amma's bed and she calls, I've nicknamed her my expanding spaghetti monster because she's this little tiny girl. So she goes to sleep. And then I swear she gains six arms, five legs, and doubles in size. 
because she's everywhere on the bed. I can't move without her being there on me or <laughs> pushing me over, <laughs> draped over me or, you know, hitting me. Um, but Charlie's three and she's a very advanced three. So my husband has decided that she gets to come this year. And then in two years, we will have James. And we, for the first time, we take them by themselves. They get to come by themselves for a week. And then next year, we'll take Lizzie and Charlie together. And then the year after that, we'll take Lizzie and Charlie for a week. And then we'll have James for a week. And then the year after that, we'll have all three of them. So I've got about three to four years to brace myself for having all three grandbabies at the same time. Plus my two nephews, because they come over, because they want to hang out with their cousins. Oh, but let me tell you, they make great garden help. We get them out in the backyard, and they're out there helping us plant and pull weeds and water and rake and harvest the food. And oh yeah, slave, kid labor. Awesome. Free labor. Love it. I love it. Okay, so let's see. Koju first contestant in the open contact challenge. I've talked to you a bit about PCE and I hope you guys are excited about this as excited about this as I am. And I think it's going to be a one day event. I'm pretty sure. Um, and I've, I've driven across the United States. So if you're in another state, it's only a few hours drive to get there. <laughs> oh, I sound like a used car salesman now. Come on down. Um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm stoked. I mean, if we can drive a day and eight hours to be there, I'm thinking you guys can drive a few hours to be there. Just saying. Just throwing that challenge out there to you. I'm going to drive 24 plus eight. So 24, 32 hours. Trapped in a van with two other people. Guys at that. I am not feeding either one of them beans or anything gassy. Because I may have to kill one of them. Maybe two of them. Depends on how far we've driven. Anyway. Um, we're going to drive 32 hours to go to this event. So I want to see you guys out there. I want to meet you guys. I want to shake hands with you and look you in the eyes and put a face to like a moving talking face because I mean, I have seen all of your biopics, but I want to put a moving talking real life face to the emails and to the stories that I read. And I want to meet you people. So if you want to meet me, I will be at PCE in February of 2020. It's only a few months away. Start planning. This is a rare opportunity. <laughs> Okay, I'm getting a, I'm getting a little big for my britches, as they say. So yeah, come and meet me. Come see me. 
Come meet Dave. Come check out what we're doing. It's going to be fan-freaking-tabulous. I can tell you that. And if nothing else, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. It's it's going to be a day of family hanging out with family because we are a family at the World of Myth magazine. You know, we look out for each other and at least I look out for you all. You know. So, nice family. Really good. And I think um, there will be a portion either at the beginning or at the end. I think it's going to be at the beginning um, for sensory sensitive people to come. Um, so, yeah. You know, if somebody has Asperger's or autism or... Um, Severe social anxiety disorder. My daughter has severe social anxiety disorder. Cannot do large crowds. So she misses out on a lot of things. We are going to have time set aside to where it's going to be quiet and no people. And they can come in and they can meet who they want to meet and they can um, check out the vendors and do all the things in a safe, comfortable environment for them. Because that's important. I I honestly believe that that's important. Anyway, so, yeah. it's uh, I'm really excited about this road trip. I mean, I've road tripped with my family. I've road tripped with my grandparents. I've road tripped with my sisters to various places in our province. Um, and by sisters, I mean my best friends. They are my sisters. Crystal and Dana are my sisters. So I've road tripped with them to various events and various places and various camping weeks and weekends. And um, I've I've driven down to the States by myself. And I'm, I'm really excited about this road trip. I've never been to California. I mean, I've been to, oh, the states that I've been to. Let me see. I've been to Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, North and South Carolina, Florida, driven through Cincinnati and Detroit. And all of those places. Um, but I've never been to California. I've never been through Arizona. I think it's Arizona. I don't know. I don't know the American states the way they're laid out. I can tell you the provinces in order. I can. Hang on, I'm singing the song in my head. Newfoundland and PEI, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick, Quebec, Ontario. From there, you'll see Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, BC. And then you have the Northwest Territories, the Yukon, and Nunavut. Those are new ones. <laughs> they weren't in the original song that we learned in public school. And now I'm not singing it for you. <laughs> Newf no, say it again. Newfoundland, PEI, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick. 
and New Brunswick, Quebec, Ontario, from there you'll see Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, BC. There you go. Provinces of Canada. They're fun to remember. (laughs) Anybody who's listening to this podcast from Canada, um, in my age demographic will remember that song from public school geography class. (laughs) That's how we remembered the provinces from East coast to West coast. Yeah. East coast to West coast. PEI is the East coast, Prince Edward Island, Newfoundland, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick are all on the East coast. And then you move inland and there's Quebec and Ontario, and then you move into the prairies, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, and then BC is the West Coast. And then you go north, and you've got the Northwest Territories, and the Yukon, which is the Yukon borders Alaska. I think the Northwest Territories do too. But the Yukon borders Alaska, and um, I have somebody that I, I used to work with. She actually works on the border between Alaska and the Yukon. Um, up by Kenai, I think it is. Anyway. And then there's none of it, which is the new one we added not that long ago. A few years ago. So, yeah. There's your Canadian geography lesson for today. Okay, so I just got to I got a warning. I got a warning. I'm going to speak to the judges again. And they're going to give me the second name. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, judges. What do you got for me? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're just telling me about, I don't know, some, I don't know, Chicharini's Chichir, Chichir, I don't know. So, you don't want to interrupt them. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, and cheese. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Great. Great. Awesome. Thank you very much. Okay. So, I got the second name. Thank you, judges. I got the second name. And our second contestant for the open contract challenge is Michael A. Arnold. Congratulations, Michael, in making it to the first round of the Open Contract Challenge. So our two contestants that I'm announcing this week are Walter Esselman and Michael Arnold. Congratulations, guys. Way to go. Woohoo! So proud of you guys. Okay, so that next week, I will be announcing two more, and I will continue announcing two contestants per podcast for the next five weeks. So there'll be 10 contestants. Um, so you're going to have to listen every week, <coughs> clear my throat here, to see if your submission made the cut. So this week is Walter Esselman and Michael Arnold. Congratulations. So yeah, you'll have to tune in next week. So if you sent in a submission, tune in next week, see if you're on the list. Dun, dun, dun. So I think I'm going to wrap it up for this week. I know it was kind of short. Um, I don't know if you can hear it, but my voice is starting to get a little raspy. And I just don't have a good 1-900 raspy. 
I don't want to sound like I'm a, a six pack a day smoker because I'm not. Well, I never was when I smoked, but I'm not. So she says that she takes a haul off of her vape. <laughs> I'm such a hypocrite. <laughs> Vaping's not the same. Vaping is not the same as smoking a cigarette. Oh, now I, I, I can hear you all in my head. It's not. Because what I am vaping is natural mint extract and nicotine. Yes, nicotine is addictive. I'm not going to argue that point with you. I fully agree with you. It is the nicotine that you get addicted to. I am not ingesting the formaldehyde and the tar and all of the other things in a cigarette. I don't smell like a cigarette anymore. I don't, my mouth doesn't taste like an ashtray. My clothes don't smell. My hair doesn't smell. My house never smelled because we don't, we never smoked in the house. But everything else smelled. My coats, my clothes, my hair. It's horrible. It's kind of nice, you know, two days after doing my laundry and I can still smell my fabric softener on my, my favorite sweater. Or I can still smell my shampoo in my hair. It doesn't smell like a cigarette. And I don't have to plan my road trips at work. Okay, I got to do this delivery and it's a 45 minute drive. So I'll do the delivery and then I'll drive 20 minutes back and pull over down some side road and step out and have a cigarette and spray and, you know, wipe down with wipes and spray with perfume and everything so that I don't smell like a cigarette when I come back to the store because that would choke my boss up. It would make her cough and get all congested. So it's nice not having to do that. And what I've been doing with the vape is I started at a high nicotine dose because I smoked about a pack a day. And I think I started at like a 24 milligram. And I'm down to 10 milligrams now. Now that's 10 milligrams in the entire bottle. So I'm not putting the entire bottle in my vape, but I'm not vaping the entire bottle at one time. So I'm not getting a full 10 milligrams every single time. That's just the level I'm at. But anyway, so yeah. So we're at 45 minutes and it's telling me now the maximum recording time for the app that I'm using is 60 minutes. So I'm going to wrap things up. So Walter G. Esselman and Michael A. Arnold are our first two contestants in... <laughs> The Open Contract Challenge. I was going to say the price is right, but, you know, wrong game. Um, congratulations, guys. And we'll be posting it Tuesday or Wednesday. It'll be posted sometime before the next podcast online. Um, or you'll be notified by email. Um after the podcast comes out. So look for that. Congratulations. And next week I will be announcing two more contestants in the open contract challenge. And don't forget to go over and check out www.theworldofmythmagazine. No, blah, blah. Wow. Hang on. Let me try that again. Don't forget to go and check out The World of Myth magazine at www.theworldofmyth.com. You can check out the podcast on Facebook at TWOMBP. 
The same with Twitter. It is the same at T-W-O-M-B-P or just put in the world of myth bits into the search bar on Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, we're only on the list of two. And you will find us. You can also put in the World of Myth magazine on Twitter and Facebook and you will find us that way as well. You can find me on Facebook at Stephanie Barty Author. That's my fan page. I also have a friends page. Um, but if I don't know you, I may not accept the friend request. Like if I don't recognize your name, because I'm starting to get a lot of really weird people sending me friend requests, and then they send me really weird crap and messenger, and you know, dude, I'm telling you, you send me one more picture like that, and I'm going to start rating you, and it's going to be low, like a 2.2, 1.6. Anyway, you can also find me over on Instagram at Stephanie Barty Author. And I think that's all the places. You can find the link to the podcast on www.theworldofmyth.com. Oh, yes, my email. I keep forgetting my email address. My email address is stephaniebarty at theworldofmyth.com. That is, get a pen. S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-B as in Bob, A-R-D as in dog, Y at theworldofmyth.com. Shoot me an email. Tell me what you want to hear. If you have some things that you want to see at the Pop Culture Expo, or you want to know about the Pop Culture Expo, or you want to suggest for the Pop Culture Expo, shoot me an email. Let's have a conversation. Okay, so that's it for me this week, and I will chat with you all next week. And yes, I will probably forget, so Dave will have to remind me. Have a good night, and see ya! The world of Mythbits.